All right, and we're back with a new show. Look, I don't know whether I'm coming or going at this point. I know that I'm here. My face is tired. I don't have Bell Posse, so for whatever reason, if things seem a, seem a little tired over here, it's just because I'm not going <laughs> to sleep. Damaged Blue. Do you guys have, have you ever had a, a problem sleeping at night? Yeah, yes. All the time. All the time. Every night. Every night. This is real. This is a real thing, Jason. You're not alone. <laughs> I drink a lot of coffee. The producers were like, Blue, why are you so hype? It's just coffee. Just coffee. Yeah. Well, see, I'm on magnesium, which is a good supplement for those of you that are having problems sleeping. I know some of you give your babies melatonin since that, so that nigga in the neighborhood mm-hmm. can come over at night. But I take um, <laughs> magnesium. It's a great supplement that helps you um, sleep better, uh-huh. dream better. I actually had a dream that Beyonce dropped off a Rolls Royce to my house, and I put Bego King on the license plate because I've been talking about becoming... The Bego King, now that I'm over there spending every day, all day on that app. By the way, mm-hmm. Blue is on the app now. Blue, I went to your welcome party. You fucking killed it. Everybody on the app is like, oh my Thank God, you. she's she's smart. She's this, she's that. I'm like, um, hello, why do you think she's on our show? Idiot. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you, you said magnesium. Have you tried Indica? That's what I want to know. You tried no. magnesium. You, you haven't tried mm-hmm. the Indica yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, heard great not things a weed person. I'm, I'm not a weed person. Like I think that people need to... Like, if you do weed and you want to smoke weed, do your weed. Uh, I know that I'm not a weed person. I don't respond well to weed. I was just recently, uh, my friend Sergi Baca, shout out to him. He just moved here to L.A. We had a little dinner yes. party at his house the other night. And let me tell you what a Sergi Baca dinner party looks like. It's not at all, you know, there's no shift that comes from heaven. And there's no flatware that's flown in from China. It's literally <laughs> he forgot to plan. So we ordered STK and sat in the kitchen and drank box water. But either way, oh, that's intimate. Oh, no, it was a good time. But but he he hosted it, and uh, we were actually having a conversation about edibles because there was somebody there at the dinner party who had had a bad reaction on edible, and I had a bad reaction on edible. And I just feel like every time I get high, I feel like I'm dying. So I just know that it's just not for me. You know what I mean? No, I will say this, Jason. I have to do marijuana um, medically speaking for my endometriosis, and so even I have to say that if you overdose on an edible. I once ate a gummy bear that I thought was one serving, but it was actually every limb was a serving. So it was actually eight servings. And I kissed the moon and gave birth to the sun. Um, I'll never forget that night and I will never want to relive it again. So you're right. You have to consume responsibly because it can go left real fast. Real fast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not an advocate for edibles. I know a lot of people do that, but I had a ton of crazy experiences falling out, hitting my head. The thing is about the edible, you can't pace it. You don't know when it's coming. You don't know how to get it away. So... I'm definitely not going to co-sign the edible. Actually, there is a there 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 actually is a way to get it away, guys. Life hack. I used to spend my summers in Amsterdam before COVID hit, and when you go to Amsterdam, there's a thing called Cannabis College, and they tell you that the cure for an edible high is sugar. So Kool Aid, Capri Suns. People always like, why do you have Capri Suns in your house? If you drink cheap sugary water, it actually brings the effects down by half. So that's a great life hack for you guys. Well, sugar, all my is out of, sugar is out of my diet. I've recently <laughs> been partaking in a little bit too much 1942. Um, and I weighed in yesterday and I've gained three pounds. Let me tell you something. I, gaining three pounds in the past was like, you know, eating a double burger from one of these places or whatever. I'm frantic over three pounds and I don't want to beat myself up over it. But when I tell you today for breakfast, I had oatmeal with a banana and raisins, no sugar. I had one egg uh, sunny side up with no uh, salt. I had uh, for lunch, I had some shrimp and broccoli I'm and, 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 and yams. Mm. I'm not playing. I'm back on my diet. I scared myself straight. 
<laughs> now, I mean, it's not <laughs> wrong putting a pound or two on there. Is there, Jason? That could have been muscle. You've been working out. I know you got the gym up and running. Nope, that could have been nope, three pounds nope, of nope, nope. I haven't been. I haven't been working out either. My trainer flaked on me. My trainer literally had a scheduled appointment. My first day to get back in the gym did not show up. I said, this is a sign from God. God is trying to get me fat again, and I'm not going there. So now, now I'm... I'm leaving tonight to go on a emotional retreat to focus uh-huh. on <laughs> uh-huh. focus on to focus on emotionally getting in tune with my body again and working out and just you know I, I it's on my calendar. I've put working out in my calendar and every day that alarm goes off and I roll over and look at it and go not today. But I, I do you know. I worked hard Not today. To get this far. Yeah, I worked hard to get this far. I just need to keep going now. Like now it's time to build the body I always wanted. So I'm I'm gonna get back in. But Jason give me all the support, what, you guys. What is holding you back when you wake up in the morning and you know you want to work out? What's that thing holding you back where you go not today? I am over fucking whelmed. I, I you know, it's so crazy mm. that Okay. I've gotten to the point now to where I don't have an assistant. So I'm, I am looking for an assistant. If you are out there and you believe that you can work for me and you want to work for me, God bless you. Please apply. I'm looking for an assistant, and a coordinator, somebody to help me with everything that's happening. I just think that I'm overwhelmed. You know what I mean? There's so much going on. We're really active on this app called Bego. I'm, you know, I'm welcoming mm-hmm. uh, Amber Rose there this Friday. If you guys are on the app, stop by her welcome party. Um, I'm, I'm giving away trips to Vegas to have dinner with Floyd and I. Like, I'm on Bego building an army of gag nation family people over there and i know blue has joined us damage we're waiting on you to come i'm uh, already on there i've been on the app i just have to set up my welcome party yeah i gotta do my audition yeah you have to have an you have to have an audition and then once your audition is scheduled so you should hit you know the team today let's get you scheduled then you get on setting it up i got you and our fans are there really helping us build. We've started the Gag Nation over there. We have a good family. But no, I mean, I just have been so overwhelmed with priorities that just today, I mean, I've literally been nonstop out in the community since 9 a.m. I just, or 9.30, I just got back right now to do this, this show. But, um, you know, but I'm not complaining because these are the days that I always prayed for. You know, and I think when mm-hmm. we get busy doing what we love, we have to remember to not complain about it because we we asked for it. Now, I will say with the fitness thing, for those of you out there that have been following my fitness journey and saying that I've inspired you and, and you know, you know, I'm on this uh, level or uh, this journey of self-love. I um, told Rob, you know, who works with me here that we have to put an hour and a half in our schedule every single day to prioritize working out. And that has to be our own time in our zone taking care of our bodies, loving ourselves, um, and and not look at it as a grueling workout, which it will be, but look at it as the time that we want to spend to ourselves every day. Because I just don't know that if I if I don't schedule it and really stick to it and have an accountability partner like Rob, it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Jason, I, think- I, I will say this to you, Jason, that I could give you some uh, tips about, number one, I actually recently got a, a trainer a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things that really helped me is she comes at 645 and my my bedroom goes into my backyard. She's at my back my my door at six forty five, whether I like it or not. So that's creepy, right? So I can't even like say I don't want to do it because she's there looking through the window, like what's good. I almost cried yesterday because I was a little uh, not hungover, but I had not slept well. But she was there at six forty five. She worked me out. I cried the entire time, but I finished it. So number one, please do it early in the morning before you can talk yourself out of it because six forty five is dumb early, and it's hard to cancel on somebody that early in the morning. 
not going to get up at 6.45. That's just not going to happen. Even Jason, though I, if or, I can do wait, it, you can do it. No, let me tell you something. No, but again, this is what I've learned about working out and eating better. You have to find the foods that you like. You have to find the exercises and the time that you like. I think what I just thought about here right now is my team comes early in the morning and they have work to do. I'm, I usually have a meeting at 9 a.m. every day, Monday through Friday. I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to cancel that 9 a.m. meeting and just do our one meeting at 4 p.m. in the day like we typically Perfect. do. Have our 4 o'clock meeting, you know, and then be able to work out in the morning, say, eight between 8.30 and 9. That's really my sweet spot. I got to get up out of bed at 7.30. I got to warm up and then be in the gym by 8.30, work out for an hour and a half. By 10 a.m. can start my day. I just have to find the time that really is my sweet spot. Not too early. But not too late, because once we get past noon, I'm not going to the gym. Like I'm gonna. Be I, I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the same it. way. But I think um, for anybody out there that's trying to, you know, find that routine in the gym, I think it's about starting off with like doing a warm up that you love. So Jason, you know, you got the Bego app. Maybe you get on a treadmill and put it on real slow for 20 minutes and just talk to people just to get into that energy of the gym. You know what I mean? Like just something to get you going. Like all right, I've been in on this treadmill 20 minutes. Now I'm ready to work out. Because I feel like when you wake up and you're thinking about the gym, it's like, I really don't feel like it. So finding that good warm-up situation for your routine, I think, will help out. No, I think I need some thoughts to come over. I, I need some eye candy. I need some men in here yeah. pumping it. You know what I mean? Not pumping me, but oh. pumping that iron. You know what I mean? Oh. That's what I need. Oh, okay. oh well, okay. ooh, that, that is different. Because I mean, music I works. I've learned. Because listen, listen, listen. We have to look at the things that we want to become. If you want to look like money, start <laughs> hanging around money. If you want to look sexy, you got to hang around sexy. Like, I, I will say one thing about the gyms in L.A., people go less to work out and more to be seen. You know what I mean? Like, every time I would go to Equinox, yeah. everybody was up there wearing Hermes workout outfit. What the hell are you wearing a $1,000 workout for? Workout fit for? You're going to get dirty. You know what I mean? Go get you that good Nike or that good, you know, that good uh, uh, Target. You know what I mean? Wear that cheap shit that you're just going to throw in a washing That's machine. Right. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah, I go in there looking homeless. I'm wearing scraps and scarves and <laughs> shit from No, yeah. I look very bad. My trainer looks the way that I want to look. Like, she is, she is a specimen. And so seeing her and her fine self at my window like a creep in the morning, I'm like, <laughs> let me get my ass up. I have learned that, surprisingly, guys, my superpower is squats. And pelvic thrust, for whatever reason, hey. I'm very good at those. So those are what hey. I start on my work. I didn't know this about myself. She says I have excellent form. So I'm learning so much <laughs> during my workouts. <laughs> yeah, I think if my trainer, if my trainer's like, yo, the way you squat, the way you squat, yeah, that form is fire. Me, me and him, I have to have a word. Like, this is why I don't <laughs> let I don't let, and I'm not saying that the trainers that have ever trained me are not good looking. I don't let trainers I'm attracted to work me out. Because I did have this one trainer that that I remember one time when we first worked out, he was like, you know, can I stretch you out? And I, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but, you know, you're going to have to draw a picture or something because what do you mean stretch me out? <laughs> so he's like, you know, let me stretch your body out. So he actually stretched my body out and, I, and you know, laying on the table, legs and this and that. It was a couple moves. No, well... No, honey, there was a couple moves where I was like, okay, my nigga, you're trying to test me. You're trying to see what... You're trying to see yeah. What but one one thing I learned, I don't want nobody I, that I'm attracted to to touch my body, unless it's a, that type of relationship. Not even a trainer, not even a doctor. Like I'm not fucking with cute doctors. I'm not letting no cute dentist go in my mouth because what do you do when a cute dentist goes in my mouth? Now he playing around all in your tongue and shit. Now you got to explain to him. No, no. 
No. This is too uh, my trainer is just my homie, sis. If you see this, I am not talking to you. That was Jason's point. I don't want her thinking like I was looking at her funny. I just I like where her body. Uh, she telling you that she like yeah. your pelvic thrust. Maybe she looking at you funny. <laughs> Jason, that's how rumors get started. I love my trainer. Don't ruin this for me. I would not mind a, a fine too. female train. I don't feel like enough guys get female trainers too. I wouldn't mind a fine ass female trainer. Eight pack. You know, I, you know, I had lunch yesterday with Amber, and we were talking about. She invited me to go work out with her trainer. Her trainer's a female, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go work out a couple of times with her. You know, I do nice. like to work out with a guy, but I'm not a guy that I'm attracted to. And I'm not listen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you women trainers aren't real. Like y'all do you. I'm just saying what I like. Just like when I get a massage. Uh, well, well, actually, my my massage therapist is fine, by the way. But I've known him for ten years, so you know he can rub me down however he has to. All right, so Meghan Markle, apparently now she done moved out the castle. And this is the thing. Now, I remember the joke online, Damage Blue. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a joke online where it said, if you want a man to move out of his house, hook him up with a black woman. So this Meghan Markle woman, she done went over to the um, <laughs> she done went over to the kingdom and got good old Prince Harry out of his grandmother's house. And so now Candace Owens, you know, um, our, our resident coon, has sounded off on everything. And she said that Harry is actually in an abusive relationship with Meghan Markle. So following Oprah's sit-down interview where she had this major exclusive that blew the lid off a lot of things, including racism, uh, many people had to digest all of the, the, the stuff that they got from it, including Candace Owens, who claims that Meghan needs to, quote, stop being the victim. Now, I don't know about any of you all. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Candace Owens. I thought we would lose her. Once we lost Trump, but it seems like her career now uh, has moved over to Twitter, where she is now trolling black women. Uh, This is a tweet that she actually put up. She said, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if a woman threatens to kill herself and your unborn child, you are in an emotionally abusive relationship. You know, I don't know. I don't know who needs to hear this, but if Candace Owens is walking around like that with her hair looking like that, she's in an abusive relationship with her hairdresser. Deep conditioner is your friend, sis, okay? Because your hair is telling on you. People who look like you always have something like that to say. Worry about your split ends. That's my response. <laughs> my Chester, I, yeah, I wish Candace Owens just shut the hell up. She just talks too much. No one asked her. And she's always on the wrong side of the narrative, too. And it seems very intentional. She's a troll. Fuck her. Like, come on, man. We got to throw her away. Well, one thing I think that's important, I mean, a lot of women, you know, are online talking about, you know, the need for support and help and hashtag protect black women. Meghan Markle happens to be a protect black woman uh, candidate. And the fact that she opened Mm -hmm. up about feeling like she wanted to commit suicide after her ordeal or her experience with the royal family and being there, uh, being attacked by the British tabloids, you know, people questioning how dark her kid was going to be. And she said, quote, I didn't want to be alive anymore. And the fact that she said this and what appears to be, you know, not just a cry. Now, I don't want to say it's a cry for help, but at least, you know, sharing such a, a revelation with us um, in a way that could hopefully empower other people who felt that way to get help. I just think it's really ironic that Candace Owens would then come and slam her. And But wait, is it ironic that Candace Owens did anything stupid? I mean, she does no. things. Not at all. I, I will say, Jason, you mentioned the part about her opening up. When Pierce Morgan, you know, Wham Wham Morgan, um, stormed off and everything, 
uh, Megan made complaints to the TV station about what he said, but she didn't make a single complaint about what he said about her personally. Her complaint was he should not be talking about women who have suicidal thoughts like that because he thinks he's attacking me, but he's actually attacking lots of other women who see themselves in me. She didn't say a single thing about herself. And that mm. was a great point to make is he thinks he's talking about her. Candace thinks she's talking about Megan. But there are tons of mothers who have postpartum depression who watch that, who feel attacked by that tweet, who are not Megan Marco and who do not have a husband and a support system like Megan does. And so that thing is disgusting. And Candace just had a baby herself. Next time she has a child, what's going to happen if she gets postpartum depression? Let me put this tweet back up just so we can t get into it really quick. So she said, I don't know. I don't know who needs to hear this. Now she's talking about any woman out there who needs to hear it. But if any of you threaten to kill yourself and your unborn child, you are in an abusive relationship. Now we know postpartum depression isn't predicated on having an abusive partner. We know that women have their own emotional experiences when they are giving birth and after they've given birth. Candace, why would you use the platform that you unfortunately have to slam? innocent women only to bring down mm -hmm. another black woman this is where again i don't know if she has her black card or her ticket to the cookout but candace nope. should be canceled and i think that you know this cancel culture thing is misplaced i think we place it on these high profile social media blitzes that people put out to condemn others actions or to start online wars this is where i think cancel culture should uh, reside. I think when you are a black person in the culture and bad for the culture, you should be culturally canceled. That's me. I, no, I feel you. Also, man, the narrative that she's being a big baby and playing victim, I think is hilarious because there's so many people that can never stand just a few angry tweets about them, let alone a whole media platform and multiple media platforms tearing down everything about you. So everybody out there saying, oh, she's playing victim. It's not that serious. I disagree. I, I feel like I don't think I could handle it. I don't know if I would go to the extent of saying I might kill myself, but I don't think I can handle that pressure. I remember just being teased in school and that was just a few guys, you know what I mean? Or a few kids having whole media platforms and tabloids. That's a lot to, to take on and to be in a new situation. It's just a lot of pressure. And damage, it was it wasn't it wasn't just the media. So you said you might not be suicidal if it was the media, but you might have some suicidal thoughts if it was the media, your brother, your mother, your sister, your old yeah, hairdresser, people who loved you. So we have to take away that she's just like being a victim with a bunch of strangers. People who love her used her as a come up. If you've ever been betrayed by one person and lost your mind for even a single day, imagine being betrayed by people who said they love you and gave birth to you and the media for three years straight and you kept your mouth shut until last Sunday. Like, let's, let's keep it a buck here, guys. I'm gonna tell you, Megan has showed a lot more grace than I would because I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> my father, my dad, I know you're still alive and I know we don't talk. Stay over there in Stockton. Don't come out publicly saying that. My father would never do this and we don't have the best relationship. He would never come out on the media and say whatever. You know, I just wrote a book. I put everything I felt about my whole family in that book, and he didn't say anything publicly. Uh, to watch her father continuously talk about her after she's made it clear she doesn't want a relationship with him. Her stepsister, who she says she doesn't have a relationship with, continues to talk, and I think is writing a book. You know, I, I just, I feel for her because on one end, she's too black for the royal kingdom, which, by the way, she ain't that black. But she's not, you know what I mean? Like, she's too black. 
the fact that they're talking about what color her baby's skin is going to be is a whole end. That's a whole indictment on the royal family in general, because I don't know if it's the royal dishwasher or the royal butler, but whoever was a part of the establishment that has something to say about Archie's skin color, I think is really, really concerning. And then on the other hand, she doesn't have her family to fall back on and have as an anchor. I mean, her mother's out here somewhere. You know, the royal family took away their money. They took away their titles. They took away their protection. So they're just out here in these L.A. streets with the Crips and Bloods. Like, you left them out here, queen. And they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. And, I mean, for anybody that's taken back about, you know, the royal family, it's like, did you look at anything in the history book? So I'm not surprised, but at the same time, I am going to, you know, give Megan some grace because I don't think I could be in her shoes and handle it the way she handled it at all. I haven't watched a lot of historical documentation on the royal family to know what they should be doing. Now, I did watch The Crown, and I saw what happened to Diana, so I could only imagine had Meghan stayed in that situation, you know, the next season would have been lit, but we're glad that she's safe, and we're glad that Archie's safe, and we're glad that Harry is holding his woman down. Like, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think I would have gave up the Royal Kingdom for nobody. Like, say I was dating a nigga and he was like, oh, I want to be with you, but we got to leave the family and the family jewels and the money and the butlers. I'd be like, nigga, I'm going back to Grinder. Sorry. Jason, you wouldn't give it up no. for love? I've had love and ain't gave it up in many ways. But, in a few. But, no. Are they, but you, are they really giving up anything like he's still rich like i mean it might not be no. billion dollar rich they're not rich no, at all i will say this right this is the part that jason mentioned that we have to circle back to diana and tyler perry are the only reason they're not actually homeless right because we keep talking about race they do this to all women who don't stay in their place whether they're black or white megan being black is just the icing on the problematic cake and so Diana knew the family that she had married into and left an inheritance for Harry. And between her inheritance and Tyler Perry's house, that's the only reason they're actually not in, in desperate straits. So we have to be really, really mindful about recognizing they took away all their money. And his mother, who got dragged in the same way, had the forethought. She's like, yo, this is a fucked up family and left her son money in case this happened. And she was right. So shout out to Diana why, and Tyler is, Perry. This is why I think Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, you don't really know what's happening right now because you're too busy sucking on that tea. You need to call me because I was on a show called Love and Hip Hop and I know how this storyline is going to play out, right? They're getting ready to drop a tell-all book and they're going to get massive millions of dollars to do it. Then they're going to yep. turn that book into a story and then they're going to launch philanthropic endeavors as Meg and Harry. And then they're going to go and raise hundreds of millions of dollars building schools and, and helping women who are abused. They, they about to run a whole bag on your ass. So, Queen, if you make me a royal knight, actually, no, make me the king of <laughs> Bego. If you make me <laughs> the knight. king of Bego and give me my own crown with a little, I only need a little um, allowance. You know what I mean? I will help with your social media because they get ready to drag the shit out of you. And Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Hell, and by the way, Jason, what you just said, actually, Royal Insiders have already confirmed that's already in the works. So you are Nostradamus when it comes to this. Everything you said is actually in the works as we speak. Well, Everything? So they're going to do all that? They're going to run They gonna run the bags. But I'm going to tell you who else is running the bags. About 16 people who are saying that T.I. and Tiny have done some most sex assault. Now, listen, I don't know what is going on. This molehill keeps on building. 
Now, you know, there were the 11 charges against T.I. and Tiny or 11 people that came forward and said that they had alleg- allegedly sex, uh, sexually assaulted them and drugged them. Now, while Tiny and T.I.'s uh, attorney, Steve Sadow, continues to deny all these claims, Tyrone, the attorney for all the victims, says, quote, if I was a prosecutor, I'd have brought charges already for me. The goal is to get justice for these women, hands down. This is not about money. This is not about clout. And I just want to know, what is it about? I mean, you know, you have people that make statements. That's not enough for me. I, I really feel like there needs to be some hard evidence, some cameras, some some kind of uh, B-roll of you walking, something like, where is where is the evidence? That that for me is, and then how do you even prove it? You know, you didn't make an assault, an assault claim at the time. You didn't file a police report. You don't have any semen. You don't have any video footage or anything. Like, where, where... Where does this, you know, where does this uh, charge get validated, and how does it get validated? Or, or maybe we, maybe they do, and we don't know yet. Uh, I think this is still developing. I don't know if they're doing a criminal investigation. I have no idea where this case is at, and that's the thing. We only know via social media. But I'm speaking, I'm speaking specific to the, I'm speaking specific to the attorney though, who's saying bring charges. How do you bring charges? based on statements. You know what I mean? Like there has to be some other evidence. At least for me, I think there should be because I just think we we live in a world where people rush to convict before uh you can look at facts and I just don't think it's fair with anybody. And this is and I'm saying this about TI and this is not somebody that I'm a fan of at all. Well, there's a sometimes there can be a trail because because there's so many allegations of threats being made. When you make threats, there's uh, cell phone records, right? There's towers that ping things. There's potential written correspondence. So there might be evidence that's still being gathered. And based on what they've seen as a preliminary, he's already saying that it looks like it's bad. So if you say you didn't threaten somebody, but you have one of your goons calling that person every day for a week, it kind of shows that there's some kind of evidence that you threatened that person. So I'm actually really curious about how the threats were made because that's going to be the easiest way to, to tangibly prove that something happened that was amiss um, with T.I. and Tiny. I'm also curious about what Tiny has to say because, Jason, you mentioned about how she's such a beautiful spirit. I've only heard great things about Tiny and she might be another victim in this, right? Because Stockholm Syndrome is real. So we know that T.I. is a dastardly individual, allegedly. Um, I personally think he's dastardly, but Tiny might be a victim herself. So I'm curious to see if at Mm. any point they actually split apart and she starts speaking her truth. I'm curious about that. Ooh, that'd be a bombshell right there. If Tiny a ride or die, if we would see her to turn on T.I., that would be something we never seen before, honestly. She's and ride or die. Let me me just say that. I I don't think that, you know, threatening, yes, threatening is unfortunate, Threatening is is mildly illegal. They're not going to overcrowd the jails because people threaten one another. People get threatened all the time. I, we're saying sex assault, drugging, raping. Now we're talking about an underage intern, allegedly, so maybe molest. At this point, there needs to be some evidence of that type of activity for there to be real more meat on this bones. For me, threatening people, look, if, if, if I put a gun to somebody's head uh, because they did something or whatever, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a long sexual past between me and this person. I just think it's a little bit more complex. I, I don't know. I think a lot of people, you know, I, I, online that I see are very much on one side or the other. There are some people who are saying, lock them up. And then there's some people on the other side that are saying not enough evidence for me. So I don't know. I'm just kind of out here waiting to see what happens. But if you threaten someone and say, don't tell anybody I raped you, that does actually speak to sexual assault. Well, like the, the, the nature of, of the threat matters. So, yeah. Of course. But I don't think if T.I. and Tiny did that, that they put it in a text message. You know what I mean? I don't know. 
Yeah. I mean, we got to <laughs> wait and see. This is still developing. Yeah. We're so early on this. this All right. Well, listen, uh, Tahiri, you know, she's been on the show here. She's gone viral again uh, with this video that's resurfaced of her crying over a peasant salad in the DR. Now, I'm going to show you this video, and then we can talk about it. So we work really hard, right, to go on vacation, to go to a different country, to vibe. My parents are both Dominican, born and raised. We, like, really break our backs. You know, we, you know, my parents migrated to the U.S. to give me a better life. And I come to a resort and I sit at a dinner table and I get a menu and I'm staying at Sanctuary in Capcana. And I get this menu, right? Because of COVID, you don't get a menu, so you have to like download the menu. And the menu says, the first item on there says peasant salad, peasant. What the fuck is a peasant salad? I'm fucking confused, Sanctuary, Capcana wherever the fuck I am, that I bust my motherfucking ass to come here to eat so y'all niggas can give me a motherfucking salad that says peasant salad. So my dumb ass is looking at them like, okay, so y'all got mad commas in between salads where I can't tell what dish has what. Did y'all miss an L or something? Is it pleasant salad? And the fucking salad says peasant salad. So do you think I want to eat here? Do you even think I want to stay here? I had a whole moment that at 2021, you still come out. I mean, shit, racism is so alive and we know this, but we worked so hard to come to a to like a place, to an establishment, to a fucking resort, to fucking eat a peasant salad. The salad that y'all motherfuckers eat is a, is, is it a peasant? And then people want to tell me it's a campo salad and call it campo. Now, listen, I've been to the DR a couple of times. I've interacted with the folks there. Let me just set some context because I haven't talked to Tahiri and I don't know what the emotional reaction was all about. When you go to the Dominican Republic, the people there are very, very, very sweet and the country is extremely fucking poor. You know, and I remember cashing in my money. I went with $12,000 um, and that was like almost 600,000 pesos. And the way that people respond there to money um, you do see a sense of desperation. So I will say when I left DR the first time, I was very emotional uh, because I was, I was, um, it hit me really hard how ungrateful I was. You know, it hit me really hard at how, how I take things for granted and how I, I just splurge and spend money and don't worry about receipts and this and that. And I went there and I met people who were just, one guy that I met, he only made a hundred, he made $500 a month. And when I thought about that, I was like, damn, it, it really did humble me. So it did humble me to the point to where I was emotional. Now, I wasn't that emotional to where I was, you know, having an emotional reaction to my food. But, you know, she's Dominican and maybe she went back, saw this on there. Maybe uh, she thought that they were being disrespectful to the culture. I don't know. Maybe it was just overwhelming. Maybe it was a culmination of many things. But uh, I do understand where her heart is coming from. And I'm gonna have empathy towards her for where her heart is coming from on this because I just think that she probably was back home and felt for her people and felt that, you know, that they were being disrespected. I don't know. Uh, but some may think maybe she's doing a little too much. 
Okay, so I'm going to try to make this quick because I don't want to... First of all, there's an island called Hispaniola, right? Most of that island is called the Dominican Republic, and the little bitty tip at the end is called Haiti. So we are from the same island. Me and Zahiri are from the exact same island, right? And my father's six other kids are all Dominicans, so Dominicans are my literal family. I understand the poverty on that island on both sides. I have a lot of emotions that come up when I go to that island. I think, honestly, Hispaniola is one of the most beautiful islands in the world, and it's also one of the poorest. So I understand the emotional aspect. But one thing that this highlights is a lot of you want to be woke without doing a Google search or having a library card. And if she had just simply Googled what a peasant salad was, which I did, it took me about 13 seconds, in Greek cultures, poor people would take leftover feta cheese and leftover onions and leftover tomatoes and throw it in a bowl and call it a peasant salad because you were broke. It's also called a village salad. And that's why Greek salads are called peasant salad. This wasn't racism. It wasn't a fried chicken and watermelon salad, sis. A Google search would have ended all of this. Like everybody wait, wants wait, to be woke look, so bad. Well, in, all, in all fairness, you're taking for granted that everybody in Dominican Republic has the phone to do Google. They don't have money like But Tahiri that. does though. Tahiri had it to, to live stream but, though. But she had it to live stream. But 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 she did have it to she did have it to live stream, but maybe she didn't want to research where the origin of 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 peasant salad came from. If I go somewhere and they have a chicken and watermelon salad on the menu. I ain't then Googling that's racism. Shit. I ain't Googling shit. I'm fucking the place. That's racism. Up, bitch, and I'm getting the my Negro salad. Straight. You know, like if, if I go somewhere that says, yo, 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 a Greek salad with a side of Negro, I'll be like, what, what Negro does this salad come? What Negro comes with this? You know what I mean? I'm not going to Google that. It's maybe the black beans on the but, side, you know? But peasant, though, peasant is not inflammatory enough for you to do all that. The same Wi-Fi that got you to cry on camera and look crazy is the same Wi-Fi that you could have used to simply Google why do maybe that was the heart of it. Maybe that was the heart of a nation that was responding. You know and this is what's wrong with cancel culture. This is what's wrong with, with cancel culture. You all want to be woke so bad. You see me and Jason and Damage on here running our mouths and you think it's so easy and then you look stupid because you don't do your research. We do research before we do the show. Do your research. That's all I'm saying. So Harry, that, I, I love you. But just do your research. I don't. I don't. I'm too tired to do research. Like, honestly, I thought a peasant salad was a certain bird that she put on top of the lettuce. I, I didn't know what was going on. But either way... Like I go and I, I'm Greek, so I'm black, Greek, and Italian. When I pull up at my favorite restaurant out here, I ask for a Greek salad. They don't ask me, do I want a peasant on the side? I wouldn't probably, I wouldn't get that emotional. But if I went home to the motherland and I started understanding more of my culture, everything could hit me all at once. And if you catch me on a good live, you might get it all and it may not come out right. She looked like she was mm -hmm. processing her emotions and what she was thinking at the same time on live camera. But this is why I don't do Instagram live anymore because I was getting really emotional with the fans. Now I'm on Bego and these bitches on Bego are trying me. So when I believe there's a couple peasants on there who I'm coming for now that I'm starting something called the Daily Read. But uh, but Tahiri, I think, you know, I just think maybe she was a little emotional. <laughs> she was emotional. I think we everybody that, that has any kind of notoriety with social media needs a good friend. That's something she should have recorded and sent to a friend first so they can Google and go, nah, girl, you tripping. You know what I mean? Because I get the emotions. You're probably back home and you're seeing your people and you take, like you said, you, you might start taking things for granted. You see this fucking pe peasant salad. You're like, what the fuck is this? But at the same time, if she would have did that quick Google search, she would have seen all the origins and that's what everybody has to do. Google. So if you're not going to Google search, 
Record this shit on your phone. Don't go live, guys. Record it. Spend 10 minutes talking to your damn self and send it to somebody you trust. That's when you type in tweets, making Instagram captions, because now you're going to get your ass canceled saying dumb shit. So just have a good friend in mind. If I don't Google is your friend. If I don't Google search the nigga put my dick in his mouth, why am I going to Google search my salad? Because you're on live crying about it, Jason. That's why. Sorry, we're, we're not the same. We're not the same. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I will tell you who we do need to do a Google search on. This is chick up in the Bay Area. Now, I'm I'm sad to even say as somebody from Northern California that this hoe exists. But there's three Bay Area women who are being investigated after the, after an alleged hate crime. And they attacked this Asian Uber driver. Now, there's been a lot going on in the news with rappers, you know, gunplay. We talked about this on, on uh, Gagging, where he attacked uh, an Asian woman online. Now, three, three Bay Area women uh, have gone viral after a video was shown of them attacking an Uber driver. I'm going to play this video for you to take a look. say this to uh the woman that was sitting directly behind the driver you are a privileged little bitch and i don't know what you do or where you come from i guess you're an instagram person or she's a rapper or something i don't know what you do but you gonna run up on somebody one day and do what you just did to that man who was doing his job and they're gonna lay you all the way out and now to the three, there's three of them, to two black girls in the back. And again, I'm from the Bay, so I understand how this whole culture goes, where we turn up, turn up city. That right there, I think, was an indictment on the culture that we live in right now, where we believe that it's okay to treat innocent people on the job that way. Now, again, don't, don't get it twisted. Sometimes you do got to turn up on somebody. There are places I go where they act out of line. Just this past weekend, I went to some place here in L.A. where they acted a damn fool, and I was so calm and so collected and so focused because I know that the slightest uh, the slightest inkling that we're going to turn up, they, they, met, they, they amplify that, you know, because they already have a perception of who we are. When they got in that car, that man probably had an idea of who they were based on racist thoughts or what he's seen or what he's heard, but he still treated them with respect, at least from what we saw and the way that they treated him in the midst of a pandemic, coughing on him. All y'all asses need to go to jail. And I heard that they were banned from the app and banned from Lyft, uh, which is great. Uh, but the girl spoke out after she got caught doing that. And this is what she had to say about it. My boyfriend taught me, he taught me, don't let nobody play with you. Smack the fuck out them. That's what I was taught. So if y'all boyfriends told y'all to let this Uber, let y'all get out the car and get robbed or whatever the fuck would have happened, and I saw y'all. <laughs> hell no. And he lucky as hell I ain't have nothing on me on mamas. Because if he would have played with me, bruh, it would have been a whole different story. For real. You're not about to kick me out on the freeway. I Everybody I know, 75% of people I know would have smacked the shit out of him or done some crazy ass off the wall shit. 
All I did was smack, take his mask off and cough a little bit, but I ain't even have Corona. So at the end of the day, okay, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That was disrespectful as fuck. I'm dead ass wrong for that, but it could have been avoided, period, point blank. It could have been avoided. You could have just waited and made sure we were safe. If you would have made sure y'all passed this fuck. Now, listen, even with all that said, that would have been a lot for us to digest. But if it doesn't get any worse, she did this on another trip in Hawaii because that video, you know the receipts when you do stuff comes out. Take a look. Hey, just, come come ignore on. it. It's cold in here. You want to touch the heater on? A little more. In here. Dang. No AC, nigga. No. Cut it We're off. paying. You're not. No. <laughs> no. We're paying. No. Go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Now you got me hella fucking mad. What the fuck are you doing? Lee, I don't want to argue with you. Lee. Don't touch me. <laughs> why are you mad? <laughs> I don't get why people playing with grown ass men like that. I, I just don't understand a lot of it. A lot of it is just, I think, I think we need a lot more respect for people that work in that industry. I feel like because you call someone on the app, you feel like, they have this, you have this entitlement for them to do whatever the fuck you tell them to do, right? You don't own this person because they pick you up in their personal car and drive you somewhere. There's no ownership you have over them. Now, if I get in a car and, you know, somebody's doing some wild shit, say the driver's doing something weird, I'm going to get out the car. I'm going to say, can you stop the car? Let me get out. So you have an opportunity to get out. You, you're fighting with the driver. I'm just, some of this stuff, I'll be trying to figure out in real time. So I start rambling, but I just don't. I don't You're being it. too logical, uh, Damage. The, the truth is, she's a trash-ass bird bitch who should have gotten mollywopped, and she's lucky she messed with the right one. Because if it was me, I would have whooped her ass. Because I take Ubers and Lyfts all the fucking time. I think she's disgusting human. I hope her bird ass has to walk or learn how to fly away somewhere, and that she never gets another ride again. If you're really that popping by a car, sis... And let me say this, because oftentimes, you know, people will get criticized and, and say, oh, well, you know, men shouldn't put their hands on women. Let me be very clear. Don't ever pull up on me like that, man or female. I don't care because you snatching on people and doing all this and that and coughing in my face and pulling my mask off. I'm going to tell you right now, I got a really good right elbow and a really good right fist. And I'm telling you, these hands is heavy. And y'all can put me on Hollywood Unlocked, Unlocked Hollywood, Upside Down Hollywood. You can put me anywhere. You, you snatch on me in an aggressive way or you come anywhere in my perimeter, you're going to get hit. Because the person that you run up on could be somebody who has skills to beat your mm -hmm. ass. And and then mm -hmm. you know, then what you going to do? You're going to cry, the man beat me up because I'm a woman? Nah. If you act like a man and you do manly things to a man where you aggressively attack him, he has the right to defend himself. And I'm sorry if he would have hit you with a two-piece and laid you out like Kentucky Fried Chicken, baby, I'd have been okay with that. You know what's crazy is this all started because the app say you have to have a mask to be in the car. And her two friends had a mask and she didn't. And she said, hey, sir, do you have an extra mask? And he said, no. And next thing you know, she's coughing on him and ripping things off and trying to beat him up. So, sis, you were wrong to begin with. You are strong and wrong. And what's disgusting on top of this is over a half a million Americans have died of COVID, right? And you're up here claiming to have it while coughing and laughing at somebody. He doesn't know if you really have it or not. Do you know what kind of psychological trauma you could cause somebody by doing something like that? That is not funny. 
it's not funny at all. Well, Whatever well, she gets, there, I won't feel there bad. Was for also her. A, there was also a sense of privilege in there too, where she clearly has she comes from a position of privilege in her mind. She looks like a trash box, so I don't look like it doesn't look like she's taking many baths, at least not up until that point of the video. And so I think that because she's coming from a place of privilege in her mind, that mm-hmm. uh, she believes she could be this way. It's not the Uber's responsibility to give you no mask. Now, I will say the last couple of days, I've had to take an Uber here and there to go run an errand. I didn't want to drive and I didn't have a mask on me. And I said, sorry, uh, sir, do you have a mask? And he says, yes. But if he didn't have a mask when he pulled up, guess what? There's no Uber ride. And I can't be mad at him because I wasn't uh, prepared for it. We are in the middle of a pandemic. And and I just it just goes to show the level of ignorance that is still out there. Um, I'm hoping that you know, these men somehow get vindicated. Uh, I don't know if she, they can sue them or whatever. It doesn't look like the man in Hawaii. It looked like he was just trying to do his job and get out the way. But I hope that somehow they get blocked on these apps, um, that the that the Uber drivers have a right to sue. I think it's an unsafe work environment. Uh, I don't know what EEOC regulations have been updated or what regulatory agencies are looking at how to keep Uber drivers safe. But yeah, I mean, this is why I've always thought about taxi drivers, Uber drivers, car, like just having random people jump in your car at any hour of the day is just, it just, it could end up in situations like these. So yeah, uh, well, look, I, um, yeah, well, look, I, I hope that everybody out there is being safe. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And even though Texas now is wide open hundred percent with no mask and people out there act like coronavirus just disappeared. Uh, I plan to travel uh, tonight and I'm going to travel safely and put my mask on and wash my hands and stay sanitized up. I hope everybody else is being safe. Damaged blue. Are you guys traveling at all or are you just staying local and in the house? I'm going to Philly. I'm going back home. So I'm going to be out with you. I'm going back to the East Coast to touch down on the soil. Yeah, I have to um, to leave town for a little bit, and it's going to be my first time since COVID. I'm very, very nervous, but I'm going to be in a hazmat suit looking cute. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to do my part not to spread this. Well, I don't wear a hazmat suit, but I definitely make sure I sanitize my seating area. I keep my hands washed when I go to the bathroom. I don't touch anything. I definitely don't touch my face. So, uh, But travel safely, and uh, I'm going to travel safely as well, and we'll be back next week. Peace. Hey. Love y'all. Peace, y'all. All All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.